people who invest money in cryptographic coins are probably still classed as speculators. But there is increasing use of this new monetary technology for the purposes it was designed for. In making pure and reliable online money and a financial ecosystem online. I would say in mid to late 2021, we're at the point in which genuine use of Bitcoin has been found, not just amongst the hardcore, but the population at large. Bitcoin is a permanent store of deflationary value. It shouldn't surprise us that Bitcoin is the first internet currency to have found a genuine purpose, as it was the world's first genuine internet currency. In time, more and more capital will go into online money. I don't know to what extent it will grow, but I know it will grow. Why? Because there's too much of a community with long-term prospects fairly bleak outside Bitcoin for them to do anything else with their value. At a time when private wealth has already bought up much of the properties and shares in the world, and returns in the real-world economy are minimal, many, mostly young people, have found a hack of the economic system. The young are feeling ever more priced out of living. House price inflation, education inflation, healthcare inflation, all eats away at our holdings of government money. Whilst any kind of sustainable returns on wealth looks out of reach, or inherently risky in a world on the edge of a new and uncertain future. Wealth of the young is filtering up to people much older who own most of the world. This is not just affecting teenagers, but those in their 20s, 30s, and increasingly in their 40s. This affects whole economic ecosystems. Rather than spending money that might go into local economies or on local investments, more and more of the young's money goes towards rent payments and base costs like food and education. This has created a consumerist economy which increasingly looks for short-term pleasures, not long-term results. It is a Tinder culture rather than a marriage culture. It results in a generation who are not incentivized to make sensible economic decisions. The whole economy becomes lopsided towards those who own rather than rent. It promotes spending as holding money produces no returns. Holding money to produce economic returns is a principle that goes back to the origins of farming. You hold surplus resources for the winter months. It is an idea repeated throughout history. The idea is so ingrained that harvest festivals have been used in societies all over the world, and Christian churches still celebrate the harvest as supposedly the last food before winter kicks in. It incentivizes you to save and to be mindful of the winter that is coming. Just transpose that example to fiat currency. You are paid in something, say pounds sterling for your labour, just as you might have once been paid in wheat and beer. And well, the beer is probably going to be drunk quite quickly, 
unless you have a good means of storage. But wheat, well, if you get paid enough wheat, and more than you need, you can start storing it. Your surplus builds up and up. Your levels of stability and confidence in the future goes up. If there is a shortage, you can sell your wheat for a good price. If another family has, say, a death in the family and begins not to be able to feed themselves, they might come to you with your large surplus of wheat and you can use this wheat to feed them. Of course, you want something in return. That is normally their labour. This is basic economics. But what many, especially the young, feel is that this method is breaking down. There are no benefits to holding money. If you're lucky enough to earn a monetary surplus at all, you want to start putting that someplace good. For years, people have increasingly seen the declining use of fiat as money and how it is not being saved. This has pushed up the valuations of companies, asset bubbles and unproductive consumer borrowing. This system seems to many a now permanent nature and a permanent feature of the modern economy, and one that suits the very rich to the detriment of everybody else. But by way of almost an economic hack, there might be a way out. An ecosystem largely invented by internet hackers, a community was created and expanded out of nothing. The result was less a currency, but more a theoretical, perfect supply-demand store of value and medium of exchange. All it had to do was beat the competition. Rather than being a 2D currency imposed directly from the top down, Bitcoin offers a peer-to-peer -peer currency that geometrically appeals to the 3D hexagonal nature of cyberspace and the networking of the world. This geometric visual spatial representation of Bitcoin looks a lot similar to what internet pioneers and the pioneers of social media viewed their original platforms to be. True peer-to-peer -peer exchange of information without the need for a middleman. We are still a way off, however. Not only does Bitcoin have to grow, but ideally the broader use of cryptos as medium of exchanges, the use of smart contracts and decentralized finance will start to lead capital investment over more centralised planning. It will increase rapidly, but at the moment we are still in the speculation phase. The future is always interesting, and the competition between monies in the 2020s, I think, will be the defining event of the decade. Satoshi Nakamoto was the inventor of Bitcoin, and Whilst the actual identity of the man, or perhaps woman, is unknown, it doesn't really matter. Satoshi is an idea and a concept. Satoshi is no man. He is an idea that one person can subvert the whole banking and financial system that for too long has been a noose around the neck of the ordinary working man and woman. From Jesus to Satoshi, there is a litany of those who tried and failed to overturn the corruption inherent in unfair money. Jesus overthrew tables in the temples, but Satoshi 
managed to find a way to completely break the tables. From the earliest days of slavery, based on the need for excess surpluses to be centralised to support political power, financial systems have entrenched the slavery in order for oligarchical elites in any societal makeup to keep as much of the excess resources and therefore power. Today power is largely kept through control of the money supply. It is interesting to contemplate the rise of Bitcoin with the histories of money of many kinds. From seashells on the seashore to gold and silver from across the world to paper and digital money with their many benefits and flaws. Each so elaborately constructed in their own ways, each so different from one another and dependent on each other and what went before. However, they were all still produced with strong and complex laws. These laws taken in the largest sense, being supply and demand, value and medium of exchanges, leading back to economic specialization, to the resultant technological progress, and finally, back to the relation of technological progress to the supply and demand of monies, all leads to a struggle for competition and the extinction of less improved forms. Thus, from the wars of society, from famine and death, the most exalted object which we are capable of producing, namely the production of money to represent the relation between time and value, directly follows. There is a grandeur in society, with its several powers, having been originally breathed into a few forms or into one, and that, whilst society has gone on cycling, from so simple a beginning, endless forms, most beautiful and most wonderful, have been and are being revalued. So that's it. Thank you for listening to this mini-series, and I hope you've enjoyed it. We are going to carry on this series, with the next episode coming to be a little introduction into the world of NFTs non-fungible tokens. If you're checking out my other podcast, 100 Greatest Inventions, I'm uploading many of the earlier episodes with slightly better audio quality. We were in the mid-50s before I nuked the old feed, and hopefully it won't be too long before we get back to where we left off. So, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.